It's the Wealth and Wisdom Podcast, providing you wisdom on investments, taxes, retirement, and other topics that listeners will benefit from, all in hopes of helping you build and enjoying your wealth your way. Here's your host, Michael Loftus of Loftus Wealth Strategies. Hello, this is Michael Loftus from Wealth and Wisdom TV, and welcome to our latest podcast, of course, available here on YouTube, as well as all of the various podcasting platforms. We do these podcasts, also market updates, latest up here. So if you like what you hear, please do consider subscribing. So I'd like to start off with a quote each time. It's good to have money and the things that money can buy, but it's also good to check up once in a while and make sure that you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. From George Lorimar. That is pretty deep. I like that one, huh? Definitely check on those things. So today, going to focus on some retirement ideas. Starting things off, our topic will be five biggest mistakes in retirement planning with five bonuses. I actually wrote down uh, about 15 or 20 uh, and then narrowed it down to my top 10. So we'll have five and five bonuses. Uh, so let's get things started here. Ignoring the future tax implications of your retirement savings, okay? You're going to hear me say this a lot in this podcast, but it's about having a financial plan, right? So you've got your financial plan. Also, we have tax planning software. We're going through that right now, starting to collect tax returns, okay? This is a big thing, okay? Where are we on taxes? What is the impact? We know 2025, the most recent tax plan is going to be rolled back. What's the impact of that? So yeah, keeping on top of that, I think, whether it be through the financial plan and also some tax planning strategies, at the very least, on a yearly basis with your advisor. Starting Social Security too early. Yeah, this is a tough one, right? A lot of people question about this. So again, in our planning process, we'll go through in our software, we can pick out when we want to start it, who should start first. You know, historically, if we have two spouses, if one is higher than the other, the lower one, we might start earlier, okay? Just because of that growth. We've also have had a lot of inflation bumps in the last couple years. So those numbers have changed quite a bit. So we want to be careful, take a look at that. But again, all part of the planning process, okay? Focusing on returns instead of income during retirement. So this is a tough one, right? Here we are 16 months into this downtrend, sideways market, call it what you like, okay? So one of the things we're doing right now is as I'm meeting clients uh, and then on this quarter is producing our one-page financial plan, okay? It just keeps everybody focused on the long-term. I get it. It has been a difficult and frustrating time, and returns are up and down. But that with the software, that is what the software does, right? It plans for up markets, down markets, side markets give us all these different scenarios and what's called Monte Carlo analysis. So let's somehow not focus on the returns all the time, think about the plan. But of course, once we get out of this bear market, if you want to call it, or a sideways market, 
we'll all look forward to seeing those up markets, okay? Being too aggressive or too conservative, okay? Definitely something I see. Go back to 2021, we're a definitive bull market, right? If we have client who's in a moderate portfolio, we were pushing that a little bit more, okay? Because of the trends, the momentum of the market, we want to be able to take advantage of that when we can. So we're not too conservative, even when the market is taking off. The same can be said for being too aggressive, like markets right now, right? We're seeing, yes, we've been in this little uh, stuck in this 4,200 to 3,800 since last May, but we have had these ups and downs, okay? Prefer to miss those ups and downs unless we have that breakout, but we also want to miss the big downturns, okay? And that's what gets you if you're being too aggressive, so we've got to be careful on that. <coughs> Taking from, uh, advice from friends and family on how to invest, well, you know how I think about that one, obviously being an advisor. Look, I mean, I understand some people have their opinions on the market. I spend a lot of time on research and on our investment process. Ten days ago, I spent three days in investment conference with our research firm, Hedgeye. So I spend a ton of time in my day making sure on top of what's going. So if you're going to take advice from somebody, make sure they really know what they're talking about and you would consider it something you can trust. Not diversifying investments, right? So this is an issue with being a typical 60-40 investor, right? Large cap, small cap, mid cap, growth, value, international, right? Kind of the standard asset allocation, right? So with our process, we have a go anywhere process. You know, right now we're doing a lot of precious metals, whether it be gold or silver, platinum, etc., miners, right? Are they in your portfolio? Not giving advice, but that is something that we're in right now. Okay, and that also goes on the cycles that I talk about all the time with our videos, right? Certain items work better in certain cycles. When I say items, I mean sectors, okay? So again, just don't be stuck in that 60-40. You have an opportunity to leave uh, some alpha, alpha being growth on the table, although there's not a lot of alpha right now. So there's your top five. Let's get to our bonus round here, five. Uh, oh, that was one of the bonus rounds. Next one, inability to adjust your investment strategy as you approach retirement. So you got to be careful with this. There's something called the sequence of return. So as you're getting closer to retirement, depending on the market you're in, right? I mean, right now, what you don't want to see is some people are calling for, gosh, 20, 30, 40%, if not more of a downturn, okay? Not saying that personally, but... If you're close to retirement, you want to make sure you avoid that, okay? So work with your advisor. Make sure you're getting advice on the right allocation as you get closer. Because what you don't want to do is start retirement, that's what the sequence of returns is about, and have a big downturn, okay? Because that has implications down the road. Ignoring long-term care costs. So, uh, you know, I've been through this in a lot of videos. Uh, if you've been to my channel... Uh, big proponent of Alzheimer's. My father passed that. Therefore, I'm a big proponent of having something in place for your retirement for long-term care. It's a hedge. 
I'm not going to do a big sales pitch here and try and sell you something, right? But like anything else, long-term care is a hedge for your retirement. Now, traditional long-term care products I don't care for. The industry has evolved. We've got life with long-term care options. Uh, I've got a video on that. I'll put a link to it. But uh, that's something you can look at that might be helpful as well. But definitely something you want to at least look at if it can go in your plan. If it can be afforded, I do highly recommend it. Failing to regularly review and update your retirement plan, okay? You know, when you do a plan, we do it, big plan, 40, 55 pages, right? It kind of tends to get pushed to the wayside. We want to get away from that. One of the reasons we've now instituted this new one-page plan, we're going to update that twice a year just so everybody sees where they are, staying focused. So I always say a plan is living, breathing, because the markets are changing, your needs are changing, et cetera. But you definitely should be getting an update on a regular basis. Last but not least, poor communication between spouses. Doesn't matter, okay? Uh, male, female, f whatever the case might be, okay? When it comes to spouses, sometimes there's one that is not too interested in the investment side, okay? Go to the meetings, but maybe kind of tune out. You know, I think it is really important to stay tuned in, to be aware. Believe me, I've gone through situations, going through one now. Spouse is not aware at all. And it's a lot of stress and uh, getting to where you need to to make sure that everything's being taken care of. So definitely make sure that you are involved. And that's both spouses uh, when it comes retirement time. Just to give you a story this morning, we got to check for something. I, have my, I need my wife's signature. And she's like, don't you, uh, don't you want to know what this is for? And she says, no, I trust you after 26 years. I'm like, you should be aware of what it is. You should ask me every single time. So I do practice what I pre preach. Next up, next topic, unsure, confident, or certain retirement planning and next steps. So we've given you, right, uh, 10 good ideas about retirement, what you should think about. So let's take it a little bit deeper here. First up, I have no idea if I can retire. So let's talk about some uh, questions you might ask. What does your retirement lifestyle look like? Travel, golf, maybe a part-time job at a retail store, photography, right, joining groups. All of that should be discussed. Now, I would say do it beforehand. If not, that's something that we do discuss as we put together a plan. How much income will you need to sustain your lifestyle, right? A financial plan is really money in, money out, surplus or deficit, and it goes over 25, 30, 40 years, right? So you want to be aware of that, right, and what that number is and does it change. That's why I say a plan is a living, breathing document to make sure that we're updating that on a regular basis, uh, something, again, that we're trying to do right now. What income streams do you have, right? You know, historically, I still have clients that have pensions. Our generations generally don't have pensions. So, Social Security, right, is a big one. Uh, despite when you get your Social Security statement about it going under, we know that the government's going to find a way to continue to fund that. So you've got Social Security. You might have a pension. Then you've got your investments, maybe part-time work. All of that goes into the plan uh, that'll help you be able to look to 
uh, the future and make sure that it does work for you. I think I have enough money to retire. Who or what makes you think you're ready? Is that feeling based on a plan or is it truly just a feeling? Well, <laughs> we know you don't want to just have a feeling, you want to have a plan. Like I said, I was going to mention it several times during this video, but having that plan, right, it is a roadmap to give you peace of mind to the future, okay? Where will your first paycheck come from once you retire, right? Big question. When you set up your accounts, like I said, your Social Security, if you do have a pension, and in your investments, you can set up uh, income draws to come monthly, quarterly, quarterly, whatever works best for yourself. What rate of return do you need to get on your investments to make all this work? Is that rate of return reasonable? You know, if somebody comes to me and says, I expect 10%, that's unreasonable. When I do a financial plan, I do 4 to 5%. I'm like, that's it? Look, when you go over time, if you go 2000, okay, to about 2018, the market only averaged about 3%. We had two major downturns and it came up. Okay, then we had this big push, okay, especially after COVID. All right, now, like I said, we're 16 months. Now, I said we've been flat for a year, but we're still down 14% uh, from its high on the S&P peak, about 23% on the NASDAQ, okay? So you got to be careful on this when you do a plan, right? You talk about the average withdrawal rate is about 4%. Yes, it's lower for some people. It's higher for other people. But again, all that will go into plan to make sure that you have the right numbers. Do you have an emergency fund and enough money for big ex expenses? Absolutely something. We talk about this, making sure... Uh, if you retire three months, okay, if you have not retired six months of an emergency fund, okay, longer, because if you're working, that paycheck goes away. It gives you time to be able to keep things going. So making sure you have an emergency fund is real important for anything that does uh, pop up, okay? I know I have enough money to retire, but how will your income plan change if tax rate goes up? Talked about that earlier, okay? Obviously, this is going to sunset and go back, so we need to be prepared for that. Don't have those numbers yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll have a video on that. How do you keep up with inflation? Obviously, we see that, yes, inflation is finally coming down, right? CPI under 5%, but CPI is net what? Takes out the two most important things, which is food and energy. Well, guess what? What are the two most expensive things in your family budget? Food and energy. So you do have to plan for that over time, okay? Historically, I'd use a 2.5% inflation rate. Obviously, that has not been the case the last couple of years, okay? Uh, what is next? Do you want to leave a legacy? Again, that'll come into the planning aspect. How do we do it? How do we do it tax efficiently? Life insurance, stepped-up basis, a lot of different things we can get into there. Too much for this short podcast. So, uh, just some additional ideas there, again, to help you focus on retirement. Next up, let's go to the mailbag. All right, first up, we have Tony in Dallas, Texas. Thank you, Tony. I'm hesitant to pay off my, my house because I don't have many other tax deductions at this point, but I have $100,000 in a bank, and we owe $45,000 on a house. So it's really tempting to just pay off. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know your full situation, so I can't give specific advice 
but a couple general thoughts here from this. Tax deduction, look, we're all getting those automatic tax deductions. We're not itemizing our mortgages anymore, okay? Unless you have a ton of business expenses and other expenses that you can deduct, not really happening with our clients. So from that standpoint, let's maybe factor that one out. You know, the 100,000 with 45,000, what's the problem with the house? It's an illiquid asset. So I would say pay it over time, pay it down aggressively as you can. You know, I don't know if you have a 15 year or a 30 year, what that monthly payment is on your budget. So again, the plan will tell us that, but I like that money in the bank, okay? Like we talked about earlier on the emergency fund. Next, we have David in Duluth, Georgia. I'm positive I have more than enough money to save for the rest of my life. There's just no way I could spend it all. Not bragging. I just find myself in a very blessed position. Is there any advice you give to somebody like me, or can I just coast my way through life, financially speaking? Well, again, I don't know your full circumstance. I would still do a financial plan. Sure, we have clients that come to us with multiple millions of dollars, and you know that the plan is going to work. We have clients that have much less than that. We know the plan is going to work based on a, doing it for a long time, running it through the software. So it's still good to know. So if you're not going to use it, right, talked about that in the last section, legacy planning, right? How do we do that? How do we pass it efficiently and uh, meaning tax efficiently? So I would still do that plan, David. Makes a lot of sense. Next up, Kate in Tucson, Arizona. My daughter goes to school in Tucson. Uh, my son is 27 years old and just hasn't been able to get land a legitimate job since he finished college. Four years ago, we've been supporting him, helping car insurance, cell phone, health insurance, a few other things. I won't be able to do this once I retire. How do I cut him off? All right, tough one. And I've had these tough conversations with, tough, with some clients when it comes to kids. You got to take care of yourself first and foremost as it pertains to your retirement. He is 27 years old. It is time to cut him off, okay? Everybody has their own circumstance, but he's got to figure it out. Multiple jobs, uh, gig economy, whatever the case is, there's ways to make money out there and those items you made that he should be able to pay at this point in his life. So I would definitively cut him off sooner than later. That's my harsh advice, sorry. But again, your retirement is really important. You've done a great job of raising them, taking care of all their expenses. Now it's their time, okay? Laura in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I like my financial advisor, but he's hard to get in touch with. I rarely get phone calls returned and wonder if my account is too small with him. I have about 350000 I believe most of his accounts are a million or more. Is this a common problem? Well, a couple things. You know, one, a lot of advisors do have minimums. I have a minimum. We're a small firm by design, so I can't take everybody on. You know, I want to keep my numbers under 100 households. Okay, and with that, I do have a minimum. I mean, $350,000 is a lot of money. You would be a good client for anybody. If they're not returning calls, then maybe it is time to find somebody else, okay? A big part of our uh, company commitment is two things, educate, communicate. All clients, okay? And we do have a lot of various clients, whether they hit their minimums or not. I've taken them on for different reasons. 
okay, over time where I felt they needed help and I wanted to be able to help them. So they get the same amount of communication from me as other clients. So yes, I do think it's time to probably find somebody else. So with that being said, thank you so much for watching. This is Michael Loftus, Wealth and Wisdom TV and podcast. Hope to see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Wealth and Wisdom Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to schedule time with Michael Loftus to review goals and or financial plans, please give us a call at 302-251-8901. You can also visit us at lwsde.com to contact or check out many resources, including our video blog. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you can find shows. Material discussed is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult your accountant and attorney for specific advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Loftus Wealth Strategies, LLC, a registered investment advisor.